When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on Earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, and I'm delirious. Oh no, he is. He <laughs> is delirious. Patrick. That is Patrick. This is Patrick. For those of you uh, who are listening, Patrick is a neon sign of a bat flapping its wings behind us. And this is Jingles. And that's- this is Jingles, and he dropped his sword. No, so uh, Jingles is a small jester porcelain-faced doll that haunts our dreams. And he has a sword now. And he's only armed because Madison continually puts swords in his hand. <laughs> I tried to express that it's not a good idea, but I kind of like him with a sword. Yeah. though. <laughs> Madison enjoys the idea of creepy little porcelain-faced clown doll Wait. with a sword. That's why I married her. <laughs> Is because she arms haunted dolls. She yeah. arms the haunted dolls. I thought I find that really attractive. It's not know. enough to be haunted. You have to be physically threatened as well. Yes. Um, Jingles is here Jingles. as well. He's going to go back to his crevice. Yeah, put for- it back. I, I don't like having Jingles on the table. He, 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 he creeps me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> I'm still saying that we should strap Jingles to a rocket and send him to space like Rexy from How Ridiculous. Ooh. I... Think that I that think that's a great a, idea. A very dangerous idea. <laughs> Ooh, jingles that's, in space. Yes. Uh, sounds like a really bad B-horror movie. We're on it. It'll be it'll be done by Christmas. Yes. Uh, but anywho, well, welcome, y'all. We're going to do a qua, a Q&A. Qua! Um, and Not to be confused with the squonk. Not squonk. to the squonk. squonk. But yes, um, we... Uh, uh, to preface this episode, though, um, JT is very tired, so if he is unhinged, extra unhinged, I should say, in this episode, um, that is, oh, God, oh, no. His eyebrows are out of control, that's for sure. They are. Um, that is because he's gotten 45 minutes of sleep um, in the past 24 hours um, because he and I went to the Florida State versus UF game last oh, no. night. Um, they won. JT's a big Florida State fan. That's his alumni, and mm-hmm. his family's very ride or die on that one. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, we drove back after the game because we did not want to stay in Gainesville. Um, and so. Disgusting. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> no offense to our Gainesville fans. Yeah. We no, have no. Them. I've seen them. Yeah. I've seen the, the analytics. They're yeah, there. They're there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think your town's gross. Maybe you're not. I think your town's gross. <laughs> anyways. From the man who spends zero time there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But regardless, um, so yeah, JT drove us back and then stayed up all night afterwards. And so now he is very tired and unhinged. So unhinged. enjoy this episode. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to start out with a QA. and uh, a But before we get into that, we have a couple uh, announcements. Some para junkies to thank. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, para junkies. Yes. All righty. <clears throat> So, we would like to thank Desiree Topete, Topit, Topate. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. Um, then we you almost definitely did. You, said <laughs> you gave it three different times. <laughs> three different One times. of them's bound to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but um, sorry, Desiree. But thank you for being here. Um, then also, Jofo, Jofo. Um, Shayna. Allison Arnold, Anthony Burkhalter, Mr. Shapako, yep, yep, yep. Fabs, Mary Beth, and Natasha. Yes. Mr. is ultra pair junkie, right? Yes. Thank yes. You. Welcome Thank aboard. You. Welcome and, aboard. Um, and also, Shana sent us the uh, nicest message. Oh, yeah. yeah Thank you, so Shana. Appreciate that, Shana. Yeah. And, um, you can also do uh, yearly subscriptions now. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, I think we've mentioned it a couple times. Um, some people have already started taking advantage of that, which is pretty cool. So yeah, if you you're, get a little bit of discount. Yeah, you get a little bit of a discount. And if you know you want to be a para junkie for at least a year, um, which I highly recommend you do because yes. we, we have quite the catalog of uh, content over on Patreon that is only on Patreon. Take about a year to get through. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking to get into something like that, uh, definitely check it out. It's uh, pretty cool over on the Patreons. Oh, yeah. um, but also, our other announcement is, um, as y'all know, we are going to the Conjuring House. Dun-dun-dun! sound effects into this thing. I keep forgetting to do it. Because that, that would have been great for like a, like a thunderstorm. Like, oh, oh, yeah. If we had thunder. Yeah. It's okay. We have mouths. Yeah. We're low budget. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Is that the aliens, apparently? It's a turkey, I think. <laughs> That's a good turkey. That is a pretty good turkey. The turkeys are, are, are very, very paranormal. Apparently. Paranormal animals. But I give that a hen out of hen. Oh, Ooh. ouch. Puns. This is too early. Eyebrows. Uh, you're taking a If you're listening, you're getting the eyebrows. You're getting eyebrows. Instead um, of cringing, we're taking sips of coffee every yes. time. Um, so, yeah. Um, but as y'all know, we're going to the Conjuring House. Um, and I've currently been reading to JT, Andrea Perrin's uh, book on her family's experience in the Conjuring House. And they first off moved in in December. <laughs> the house didn't have insulation apparently um and they moved in in december and it's become more and more concerning to me as she has described that house in the winter <laughs> how we're going to fare well yeah as, i was gonna say we're going in january it's not gonna be much better yeah well they <laughs> no, literally <laughs> spent like three pages just describing how large the icicles get oh, hanging yeah. from, and sure. how they will literally impale you yeah 
Um, it's a leading cause of death. Well, not a leading cause of death, but certainly uh, icicles falling on you so will cause damage. Megan watching the live stream, just know we could very well be impaled by icicles via demon throwing them at us. You well, never know. The old icicle throwing demon. Yes. You know. His name's Chad. Chad. That sounds about right. Chad. <laughs> The icicle throwing demon. Yeah. Did you also go out get any sleep? Oh no, I slept plenty. I'm I'm I'm, I'm raring to go. I'm raring. Right. I'm uh, identifying ice throwing demons left uh, and right. But yeah, so um, with the Conjuring House, that we're going to do a three part series um, before we get there, just basically breaking down everything we can find on the Conjuring House, which is really nice that we're doing it now, ten years after the movie came out, because there's so much information. So much on came that. up. Yeah. Absolutely. There's there's uh, a lot of people did deep dives, and we. We will be benefiting from other other people's you know work because they've uncovered a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Though I think there's uh, at least an, one other book um, from the Perrin family. I think the father actually wrote, oh, if not Roger. a book, uh, uh, a um, an essay. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because he kind of came out really against all of it. Oh, um, wow! Yeah, and it's fascinating because. Um, I think it was, uh, and we'll we'll discuss this during our our, our, our oh, deep yeah. dives. But there is an interesting disjoint. But him being a male has an interesting uh, like sideline to the fact that many of the stories seem to suggest that uh, the spirit was especially uh, dangerous to females mm. and great and, and kind of you know uh, lovey dovey to males. Mm. Interesting. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. Maybe that's why Mr. Kenyon's so smiley. Ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the Q&A. Um, we do have uh, some comments that have come through. L said uh, the Nutcracker, but instead of the Mouse King, it's Jingles with a sword. There I you like go. that. Yep, 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 yep. Alex really enjoyed that. Uh, Lauren said give him the cocktail umbrellas too. Oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's his summer look. Uh, yeah. It's it's a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll give him a, we'll give him yeah. updated outfits via season. There you go. There you go. All right. He is a snazzy dresser, I gotta say. He yeah. is. Quite fancy. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Boom boop 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 bop. All right. Here is our first question. Oh, there's two questions in this one. Oh, this is from Monique. Yeah, Junkie Monique. Very, very cool. All right. Uh, Q&A number one. I have a horrible fear of the dark, and one of the worst feelings is opening my eyes and not seeing anything. I'm almost 33. I am convinced that in another life I was possibly blind as a Ooh. child. I was so adamant about needing and getting glasses, I cried when they told me I didn't need them. Maybe that was just me being a kid and not being able to get the Iori frames I already picked out. Haha. <laughs> Did y'all think do y'all think phobias are past life ailments reincarnated? Hopefully that made sense. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really common theory is that people who have like deep phobias in this lifetime, um, you see it like with like fear of heights and um, fear of drowning. Like when you have irrational fears, like you didn't have like a traumatic incident happen that would warrant this fear. Um, it's very well theorized that you might have passed or had a traumatic experience in that way. Um, I had a friend who had a very definitive fear of sharks like mm. like a deep seated deep rooted fear of sharks and especially in the form that he could imagine this shark charging him like when he closed his eyes at night and when he's trying to go to sleep he could see a shark charging at him and it, 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 he was just terrified of sharks well he came to learn that i think it was his great uncle in world war ii actually crashed in the pacific and was eaten by sharks wow yeah that sounds like bull shark <laughs> Oh, oh, and uh, JT brings it. Here's another sip. Bring it. <laughs> All right. Mm. He's on the dad joke train. Oh, no, but I like God. it. That's pretty cool. No, that's very interesting. I've always said that about my mom in particular. My mom has this really irrational fear of falling off a cliff. Like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, I don't know if that's irrational. Oh, no. You the level at which it happens, it, not not oh. not, yeah. the, not the fear of it, but how okay. how how Visceral much yeah. it is for her. Like when because it's a normal fear of heights, but if it's if it's very pronounced, oh, yeah. it's very it's like very dramatic. Um, and, and here's the thing: my mom is not a dramatic woman. She is a Virgo. She is <laughs> she is very level headed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when we are going up mountains that don't have a guard railing on the side, she literally has like a full blown panic attack. Mm. Like cannot look at that side of the car, or she will freak out. It's yeah. like she literally she has started that. crying, like just driving up a mountain. And I'm like, "Are you okay?" And she's like we're going to die. Like we are going <laughs> to die. And I'm like, she's not that bad. It is. That's a, that's a steep act. No, it's not Jay. <laughs> this is my mother. I have lived with this woman for my entire life. You don't listen to JT. He's drunk. Yes. He's drunk on football. <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, that is my mother. I am very aware of how she is. Yeah. You are not as aware of that way. Okay. I'm just telling you it's a, ve- because Maddie's I, known her longer. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know my mother, and it is very irrational for her. Um, Another interesting thing about like past life uh, um, fears and phobias is the uh, the birthmark phenomenon, mm, yeah. where people have birthmarks, and when they learn about their past lives, the birthmarks coincide with their fatal wound, Ooh. where they were struck, hit, stabbed. Ooh. You know, um, uh, I had a guy. Um, I was a massage therapist for years, and um, he had the same like terrible ache in his back and where his ache was was a birthmark and for oh, uh, just about a year i treated him um he actually did a past life regression and he found out that he was like shot with an arrow in a past life right what? there and the person uh, who was doing the regression had no idea like of his problem of the birthmark or anything like that but he he explained exactly that was where his uh he got he got hit by an arrow i was like Interesting. crazy wow. That's wild. I'm going to put that on TikTok and everyone will say it's stupid. Yeah, everyone will. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> Please. 
I don't get enough I of like that it. in my own life. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that theory too, where That's it's like the birthmarks um, wow. mean different right. ways of passing. I um, love that actually. Oh That's yeah. so cool. I, I feel like you can make a horror film out of that or something. That's I, I, I think I've could. seen it in movies mentioned once or twice, possibly, but it, it's, it, it's fascinating. Like, yeah. you know, um, people who have strange birthmarks on their necks might've been hung right. or decapitated. People with birthmarks on the head have been shot in the head, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have that's a birthmark cool. on the top of my head that's like um, a really weird red birthmark. Mm. And um, my mom was like, you have a little strawberry birthmark. And I'm like, after I heard that theory, it's like, what happened to me? <laughs> what happened to me in a past life? Weird, right? Doomsdayers know that uh, the mark of the beast will show up on the head in a red mark. So um, I'm going to scooch over and everything's fine. <laughs> That's why Jingles is on your side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Here we go. And there is a second question. Oh, excellent. All right. During the Victorian area, uh, era, uh, they had corner guards to prevent dust from collecting in the corners of steps. Could this same method be useful for corner demons? How interesting. What That's an, an interesting, interesting construct. He brings a lot to the freaking table. Yeah. Yes. So um, for those of you who don't know, there is a, 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 a belief that demons can enter through your house through corners. Mm -hmm. um, corners are uh, known to be passageways through the veil. So ideally you'd want a curved mm -hmm. corner in t to get rid of the demon. Um so the fact that they had corner guards like that specifically for dust does raise the question, could you obscure the corner of your house with some kind of impediment? Yeah. I think you could. I think you could. I think you could. Um, uh, I think you'd have to go all the way up to the ceiling. Right. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, it, it would it, it, just rounding out your room in that weird way. Um, I do know that there are uh, other cultures um, that put – Items in the corners, um, like mirrors on the floor or uh, bowls of salt or rice or things like that in the corners, specifically to ward off any evil egress to your house. Mm -hmm. I have cinnamon brooms in every corner of my house. Cinnamon brooms? Mm -hmm. Specifically for protection purposes, but it also smells nice. Yeah, I was about to say. People like to smell of cinnamon. But no, it's for real. It's um, it's a thing. Uh, but interesting. I've never thought about Victorian corner guards um, specifically using that. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't Although, use that. When you start thinking in protection and things like that, you come up with all kinds of crazy stuff because I have um, one of those bug salt guns. So does Shay T. And I'm like, this yeah. is perfect for fighting demons and, and evil spirits. It's you know, if something comes in, you just chick chick pa Wait, are we bringing You're this to the Conjuring House? Yeah. Both of you <laughs> no. bring your bug assaults? Well, I think there'd be a great... We just um, with bug assaults. Great, a great short would be <laughs> would would be using the. Uh, yeah, we're not allowed to uh, bring to weapons. Assault, well, to assault the uh, yeah we the, can't, the ghosts, all the demons. No, we uh, we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to. But how we funny can't send would them that away. be? But it, it would make a, a fun <laughs> short film. Is it would, it's, it? is somebody who 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 decides to fight the demon in their house and he uses you know a bug assault, assault. Rifle, fills it with black salt and it's, yeah, let's oh, go fire yeah. That's ridiculous. Wow. That's good. That's really yeah. good. But yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you could definitely use anything like that. To I wish we could bring it to the conjuring <laughs> house. I don't think they let that fly, though. No, it wouldn't fly. Uh, oh, God. 
Yeah, here I'm weeds. Salute. All right. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. yes, to answer your question, Monique, absolutely. I think you could use that. I think you could. Uh, I think so. Certainly um, dissuade a demon from, from crossing the barrier. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So <clears throat> this question comes from Anne-Marie Morales. Uh, sorry, I couldn't find the question feature. Why is it believed that dead cannot pass over iron? So iron has a long history mm -hmm. of being a tool against uh, anything on the other side of the veil. The fae specifically are very uh, susceptible to iron. Um, and the way that this superstition became a, a law was uh, because conquerors used iron swords. Iron was a tool that, uh, when it was introduced as a weapon, was devastating. And so cultures start taking on the concept and construct that iron was the conquering metal. And that bled into a very solid belief structure. And if you place enough belief on something, it becomes very uh, ingrained. Uh, so – that is a way to like trace the idea that iron has power. But in many instances, the very uh, precept of iron causes all kinds of things because there's a, there's a strong belief that the iron in our blood mm -hmm. keeps us safe. And if you're low blood iron or you have – or you're anemic or something, you're more susceptible to spiritual assault, ghostly assault. This is also why many people believe that women who are oftentimes – iron deficient are more susceptible than men um, also because during the menstruation cycle there is a shedding of blood and all of this congregates into this idea that it's iron at the source that keeps us safe um, right down to like uh, hanging horseshoes over your door mm -hmm. uh, the old iron spikes that they use for nails uh, on, on rails so iron is just a uh, a heavily traded mystical metal, whether or not that is because of some property of the iron itself or if it is a congregation of a lot of beliefs about iron and how when iron was introduced as a tool, it was mostly a weapon. <laughs> it was mostly used to drive people down or, or, or conquer areas. And people who were using stones and, 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 and wooden weapons were suddenly like, what is this magical item that is killing everybody we have? Oh, it's called iron. It's like... All right. I don't like it. I'm not into it. <laughs> it's evil and it destroys spirits. <laughs> I think there also is, uh, I might be incorrect on this, but I want to say I heard like there was, uh, the iron disrupts electromagnetic yes. field. Yes, well, the fact that iron is ferrous and, 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 is, um, and a magnet is drawn to it uh, immediately makes people believe in its magical properties. Right. Because if magnets pull iron then the iron must have something that is, you know, uh, um, right. electromagnetically, right. you know, the uh, the invisible force that draws it together. It's like, well, that seems like magic, especially like if you had n no concept of science and someone held one thing up and made another thing fly to it. You're like, aha, that's magic. Exactly. So, um, and it's no less magic, by the way, just because we explain it. I, I really, really despise how science has stomped on the word magic. It's like, no. 
That's crazy. Magnix is magic. That's it's it's amazing. There's one type of metal, and they're like, well, we, well, that's just a reaction of a blah 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 yakety schmackety. It's magic. It's incredible. It is an incredible force of nature. Gravity is magic. It's all magic. We just choose to think that because we can explain it, it somehow isn't wondrous. Like childbirth. Childbirth is pure magic. I mean, insane, pure magic. A whole human being is made, and you're being like, well, it's the sperm and the egg. and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, magic. Get over it. It's magic. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. No matter how well you explain anything, down to the bottom last bit, you have to take that leap of saying, okay, it's incredible. It's amazing. It's wondrous. It's true. And all those words are replaceable by the word magic. I agree with that. It is magic. Rocks in general are mm-hmm. magic. It's like, um, have you ever seen Ulexite? The oh, yeah. Or, oh, it's called the TV stone because yeah. it literally magnifies things. It's like got this like ability that if you put it over words, it'll just magnify it. It's JT's Incredible favorite crystal. Incredible stuff. It's crazy. It's yeah. It's pretty fun. All right. Here we go. We got, um, I saved the longest for last. Okie dokie. <clears throat> Here we go. Here we go. All right. Hello and good evening. I stumbled onto your TikTok and then went to your podcast on Spotify, and now I'm hooked. So oh. thanks. Parajunkie. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, there was a Q&A episode where a question about people's sensitivity towards spirits was asked. Naturally, I have a question now. I was diagnosed with ADHD recently, and I also learned that ADHD is a very mild form of autism. I've also been more sensitive to people's feelings as well as my own. I've had uh, many interactions with spirits and ghosts. I remember my first interaction with any spirit was actually my grandpa the night he died. I was really young, but I remember being in the bathroom and my grandpa just appeared in the shower with another man beside him. Oh my God, grandpa, don't do that. That's <laughs> Don't bring strangers. Yeah. <laughs> My parents were actually at the hospital visiting him as he was on his deathbed. I later found out <clears throat> I later found out that after uh, they had left, he had passed. I believe they were on their way home, and before they arrived, he came to visit me. I also lived in a very haunted house in North Carolina. The owner committed suicide on a bridge over a stream in the backyard. Oh. The neighbors told us that he was very angry and depressed when he took his life. We had some crazy interactions with that spirit. There were crazy cold spots in the basement. Lights throughout the entire house would turn off and on. A black figure would appear and disappear just as fast. We actually saw his face in the TV one night after the cable box mm. went out and the analog TV went to fuzz. Kind of like the spirit boxes you talked about. It was crazy. The lights went out at the same time and the room got really quiet and really cold. There were three of us in the basement, all three brothers. Both my parents were outside. We ran outside, obviously not wanting to hang around and find out what else was going to happen. The basement was a walkout basement, so we ran out to the backyard. The property was on the bottom of a pretty large hill. The house is on top. It was uh, it being night. They obviously had their lights on. Running out onto the backyard, the black blobby figure floated across the yard and had actually blocked the lights from the other houses. That house was nuts. The hauntings happened at all times of day. Crazy. One more story. This one was much more recent. I recently had my car stolen. 
And oh, you live in Savannah? I recently oh. had my car stolen and had to buy a new vehicle. I bought a truck and it needed a new engine and clutch. We worked on the truck a lot. We put hours into getting the engine installed. When it came time to install the clutch and transmission, the truck put up a hell of a fight. We had to drop the trans four times. A series of unfortunate events and faulty parts with, uh, with experience through enough to mechanics who knew enough to get by and break stuff on their way. Haha, <laughs> I'm not a car mechanic. I'm an aviation, two different animals. Anyway, this truck was making our bottom sore, but after trudging through, we finally were ready to drive it. I had noticed a cardinal that kept kind of hanging, uh, kind of hang out and around. I never really thought too much of it. He always seemed to show up randomly and just watch for a few and then fly off. Well, here we are getting ready to get the truck finally done, and the cardinal was sitting there watching us. As he watched, I noticed him. I called out to my brothers and dad that I think grandpa, the same one that passed so many years ago and visited me, was here with us. I could feel his presence. It was calm and joyful, especially how I imagined him to have been in real life. Anyway, when we got, to the, when we got the truck running and were positive we were successful and completed with it, the bird chirped a bit and flew off. I know it was him. I felt a peaceful presence. Now for my question. <laughs> I like it. Hold on. Are ADHD slash autistic people more sensitive to spirits and ghosts? I was looking for a new house to rent, and when I found a few that I liked, I would go to various rooms and lay on the ground and feel the vibes of the house. One house gave me the heebie-jeebies. I immediately felt uncomfortable there, and it's not the first time that's happened. An open house uh, I went to, the guy was remodeling, and moved out of mid-remodel. Bare walls and floor tore up. I walked into a room, and I was like, damn, I need to get out of here. The realtor <laughs> said he moved in with his girlfriend. I immediately knew that was not at all a true story. I then told my mom, and she wholeheartedly agreed, and we peeled out like American cheese. <laughs> the... <laughs> The house I live in now has very neutral vibes, and I feel like, uh, and I feel has been a rental for a long time. Thank you. Keep up the awesome and informative storytelling. I love it. Well, we appreciate you and you writing yeah. in. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, definitely write out some more of your stories if you have them. Um, send them over to Ghost Mail uh, because you got, you, you got a lot already just in the question. That, yeah, so. that was a lot of stories for for the question and. Intriguingly enough, the term that has that has risen to the top for um, people on the spectrum is neurodivergent. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you really think of that word, the neurodivergence, it's it tells you right there that your uh, ability to perceive and uh, um, process information is different mm -hmm. than other people. That is as much an indicator of the ability or the enhancement of, of being sensitive. Uh, if you're sensitive, you're almost instantly neurodivergent. You are not utilizing the same processes that everyone else is to, to navigate through the world because you are aware and or sensitive to different stimuli than everyone else. Mm -hmm. So I would say that, yeah, uh, if you, I, I, 
have ADHD. I have, uh, you know, for a long time suspected that my fascinations and my uh, proclivities are governed by brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Um, you know, just the fact that your neuropathways are different, it's going to aid in different ways, um, I think. And I also find that neurodivergent people are a lot more open in a lot of ways, Absolutely. which is important when it comes to sensitivity to paranormal, if you will. Um, because, you know, they, uh, a lot of people close it out because they're more logic forward and less um, moving through almost instinct, I guess, in a weird way. I guess that's a way to describe it. Um, but it's just, uh, I, I think it's very common to hear that neurodivergent people have um, very intense experiences or profound experiences in that way. Um, so I'm not surprised to hear that. Um, but also, I think uh, uh, with the stories that you were telling, I mean, obviously, we're living in a very haunted house, so that does that aid does, yeah. <laughs> in this situation. But it also is like you had an experience that is, in a way, very normal um, for people to have, you know, where a loved one comes back. and The most common ghost story in the world mm -hmm. is being visited by a loved one at the time of their death. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, very interesting point to bring up, um, and it's definitely a possibility. Uh, there's not enough evidence out there to full-heartedly proclaim, like, yep, that's it, you know? No, but, but there never is. Yeah, there isn't. But, but I So, actually, it makes me think of uh, Matt. Mm -hmm. um, Matt is the guy who scores um, our movies, basically. Uh, he is... A genius I mean like through and through he's severely autistic and uh, he's extremely dyslexic mm -hmm. and um, he's very open about this uh, but <clears throat> so basically he cannot read or write music at all but he's a professional musician because he doesn't need to read or write music because it's in his head and it's like he can sense these things he can feel the music and it's like wouldn't that be very similar for maybe sensing or seeing spirits. I mean, for some people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm terribly dyslexic, and I, I don't read words letter by letter. I have to read them by the shape. So it's almost like looking at sculpture. Oh, weird. You know, uh, and I had to teach myself that. And sometimes I can read a whole paragraph by looking at the shape of it, uh, um, which is weird. That's cool. So, <laughs> yeah. so I read very fast, Dang. and unfortunately, I do miss things sometimes because I am filtering out things, the shapes that I don't completely understand or get. But I think that as you're growing up with any kind of uh, different method, you start looking at patterns differently. You start thinking of things differently. You start mm -hmm. coming up with different ways of expression, uh, especially of, of, of complex ideas, because weirdly enough, I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so as a writer, I'm oftentimes at the mercy of just kind of free falling through a story that I'm creating. And that, that becomes how I write. I don't write 
with like plans and plots, I'm kind of like thinking of these shapes of things. And uh, you should see the spell check when I hit the spell check button. It's just like red lines everywhere. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, that's thank- not the right word. That's like, that's okay. Thank you, computer. Yeah, yeah, thank you, computer. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a word. That's weird. So, um, yes, I think that uh, when, you're, when, you're, when your brain is, is trained over a lifetime of experience to interpret mm-hmm. information differently – you're bound to see, notice, and feel things that other people don't even pay any attention to. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is everyone may have a baseline sensitivity, uh, an ability that they ultimately don't need to use because they have all of this support Mm -hmm. in how they're taught and how they're raised. They have all this support in – it's like being a a left-handed person in a right-handed world, you know. Everything is built for the right-handed person. Feel that. You know, oh yeah, all the desks are built for them. The, the notebooks are built for them. So when you think of it in that way, when you're learning to adapt, you, are, you notice the difference. You notice how different something is, you know, uh, as, uh, using the left-handed perspective, uh, a pair of scissors. Mm-hmm. Scissors are almost all made for the right hand. You know, the way the the cup of the thumb is, is for the right hand. And most right-handed people would never even think about it. Would never It would never even occur to them. But a left-handed person, the moment they touch the scissors, they're like, this is wonky on my finger. This doesn't yeah. feel right. No, you it know? doesn't. I and, feel that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so imagine if that were the case of, you know, a ghost in a room. Yeah. For people who walk into a room and there's a ghost there, yeah. they've already been raised in a, in a situation that allows them to ignore the ghost or not That's even a, notice it or at all. But, a, you know, a person who has this different thing comes in and they immediately notice the difference because they had, they had worked so hard to fit into another world that they recognize when things aren't the same. This is, this is actually a really interesting conversation. Like, like autistic people and their abilities, uh, you know, and, and do their abilities relate to also seeing spirits or feeling spirits. That's super because also another, I, I knew a person who was extremely uh, uh, they were autistic and extremely um, uh, sensitive to textures yeah. and and whatnot. And um, Madison, you knew this person, too. And, uh, you know with textures and so they they're like they hated um lettuce uh they hated uh, eggs sure like there were just certain things that they absolutely could not stomach at all uh to put in their mouth or their hands and so it makes you wonder you know with those types of sensitivities that are dissimilar from someone for instance like me who does not have autism um you know it like would they be sensing and feeling other things I would imagine than another person. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, and it's interesting because we um we used to have a very derogatory and terrible word that we used, uh, idiot savant. Um, and an idiot savant was a person who could play music without ever, you know, mm-hmm. learning the instrument, could pick up something and know immediately, was um, a math genius. Um, and we called them idiot savants because they did not uh, interact sure. well with with the public. It is now, you know, widely known that they were just on the spectrum and they were just, you know, uh, incapable of processing information the same way or communicating the same way. But the fact that they can do things as complex as pick up an instrument they've never played before and play it perfectly 
raises. I mean, that's that's a supernatural gift. But a yeah. lot of people are like, well, no, it's not. You know, again, trying to like hammer home the idea that there's some kind of science that makes that normal. Right. You know, that there's something normal about, well, the process of the brain is understanding the chords. And it's like, no, 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 slow your roll. They are, they have an ability, uh, an innate ability that takes other people years of practice to achieve. And we cannot just sweep it under the rug as they're wired differently so they can do different things. Yeah. Um, there is, a, there is, a, I think there is a, a, a good amount of, of, uh, Argument that you know uh, people who are autistic, people who are on the spectrum, um, pay incredible attention to detail. They can be very hung up on a singular detail, mm-hmm. and the the ability to get hung up on a detail yeah. is the same as having hyper vigilance or having uh, you know uh, almost Sherlock Holmesian uh, you know knowledge recall because. That's the way you are operating in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's that. It, it's an interesting conversation, and and I'd be interested to like explore it further in like a full episode. Yeah, I, I agree. Where we we can, hey, we, we can probably Matt, do. A, a, we could have Matt on the. Yeah, bring podcast. Matt on. I think he would. I think he would really enjoy. Although, that. you know, it, it's it's not always easy for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. But what if he's interested, I mean, I'd love to talk because there is something interesting about the idea. Um. Because there's another uh, – <laughs> speaking of writing, um, uh, there's a, a condition called synthanasia. Synthesia? Synthanasia. Synthanasia. Synthesia. It's basically where you see your, colors. Yeah. yeah. Your, um, there's a, a, a crossing of your perception. So um, when, when you hear music, you see colors. When you, um, when you touch something – you might hear a sound. Uh, it's it's like a crossing of your senses, and I think that there is something supernatural in that, mm-hmm. um, because it, uh, like when people hear voices, Asushi actually has it mm-hmm. to to a certain degree, um, especially when reading certain words change color. Um, so it's like seeing a shape creates. A color change or color shift and voices too and and actually sushi's singing voice she's matching color <laughs> they're really? matching color i should say they're matching color to uh to kind of navigate the 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 music that they write and so there is this very um interesting thing where it's like well if your mind can take a sense mm-hmm. and alter it imagine that you're listening to someone speak and they lie and it changes the color of their voice some imperceptible thing to everyone else it sounds like superpowers it does does. I was also I wrote a detective whose ability was that he he sees colors when people speak and if they lie it changes Yeah, because he's picking up a timber that is imperceptible to everyone else but to him because he doesn't process information the same way and I was like, because I'm very fascinated by that uh, specific condition. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. I mean, it's a it's a fascinating topic to, at the very least. But and it's worth a deep dive mm-hmm. because I wonder if there isn't um, out there somewhere people who've either done studies on it or at least come across it because I, I, there has to be. Yeah. You know, uh, we can't be the first people to stumble upon the question and, right. <laughs> and right. think about it. 
I completely no, agree. I think we need to do an episode with like maybe a specialist or something with autism. Sure. That'd be pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Cool. Alrighty. Well, thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, yes, if you have not joined us already on Patreon, definitely consider uh, becoming a pair junkie. We have lots of fun content over there. We have fun things coming up, especially with the Conjuring House. Uh, so definitely consider joining us over on to the to the Patreons. But with that, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, and stay spooky, y'all. <laughs>